What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Ball Status. That's right. This is the podcast where we talk about the business of health and the health of business or the health of business and the business of health or healthy business or busy health, something like that. Keep going. I'm back. We are back. The cook, the meat, and the reverend. <laughs> <laughs> That's a band. It's about as schizophrenic yeah, as it they gets. Walk, a cuck of meat and the reverend walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Doug Miller. Uh, it's just some guy talking about stuff. Well, so podcast, boss status, core values. We talk about them all the time. Uh, our first podcast, we talked about all of our 12 core values, which we structure our business and a lot of our life around. Um, last week, we had the idea to actually take an episode on each of these 12 uh, core values and kind of dive a little deeper. So this shouldn't be a super long podcast, more of like a 30 minute versus an hour, but we wanted to dive into and kind of give more examples of what things mean. So last week we talked about um, collecting the gold dust because I th feel like that's the that's the one that everyone looks at the, sh the shirt that sees it on the back and they're like, what the heck does that mean? Uh, CODG's up there. In oh, yes. Yeah. 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 CODG. Maybe we'll do that but, one next. That's going to be an hour long. When you serve an, uh, you know, when you work with an entrepreneur, you know, if you work for him and uh, you know numbers trip his trigger, then most of your employees are like, collect the gold dust, collect the gold dust. You want to make Doug happy, collect the gold yeah. dust. So. And we talked about that last week and how sometimes you have to, there's a fine line between the collecting the gold dust and then spending it to make it. Yeah. And, and also, like, you can, yeah, you ha you have to spend it to make it, and it's like, how do you teach somebody w where to make that decision, right? Like, and you know, sometimes like, no, spend a little extra and, and do it right, do it the right way, as opposed to always pinching pennies. So, it collected gold dust doesn't mean pinch pennies, right? It just bees, uh, bees, it bees, bees like mean bees. It, it bees, <laughs> it is what a bees, okay? It bees the right, <laughs> it's the bees process. right there. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. So, I got back from the Dominican a couple of days ago, and, and man, I was hit by a buzz like i had a sinus infection and then i got the squirts the hershey squirts <laughs> i'm just got not yeah. gonna lie to you hit, I, the, hit the magic button is <laughs> yeah. that the magic well man it's like, and it's just it's I'm like like, my stomach is still like gurgling uh, it's just the worst it was like dry heaving and all sorts of good stuff that's why so. i did not show up to work out with him this morning <laughs> oh man it was just oh it smelled a little extra raunchy huh oh. it was it was just not fun and so i've been trying not to crap my pants <laughs> For the past three days. Let's don't lay an egg on this one. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's so today. talk today. Let's reel it back in. So today, this is um, this is one of those ones that I, I don't. <laughs> this is one of those ones where uh, we don't. We decided that we don't actually talk about this one very much, and that's why we wanted to do it. And it's ethics over money, and so. Um, I want to take some time and you guys can all, you know, chime in here and kind of talk about uh, what this means to you and how it comes into play in our businesses. But this is one that I feel like um, I even questioned it, whether it's a core value because we don't talk about it. But on a daily basis, I feel like we are making decisions based on that. But at least all our other ones we talk about. Yeah. And I think we... I think we're even tripping ourselves up a little bit by like, just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean we don't live it. True. Right. right. And I think that's the key, right? Like is that living this one, I think is really important. Yeah. Right. Like the decisions that you're making on a daily basis. 
Are they ethical? Like, or are you trying to take a shortcut to achieve something, which in this case, you know, it's money, but it yep. goes deeper than that. So I think there's a couple good examples. The one that really comes to mind for me is this is when we were back in Northern Virginia and uh, we were actually involved, our, our pastor up there, Jim Bauckham, you know, he actually got quite in, involved in our business. Like he would come in and, and speak to us as well. And um, I don't know, maybe we're just weird. Maybe we feel so, we're so lost that we attract. We have to have a pastor we, nearby. We, we, yeah, we always have to have a pastor. They're just drawn draw to us sinners. I, I haven't told you this, but there was this moment about a year and three months ago where I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning at the crack of thunder in the middle of the night and went, Core Nutritionals. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, so, uh, <laughs> Pastor uh, uh, Jim Balcom was saying, we were talking, I don't know why he was there. We were, I don't know what we were talking about, but it, for some reason he was at HQ and we were, this was right after we came back from China and he was very impressed that we were, uh, you know, doing business in China. And he said, they will, they will test you. You will be tested. They will just stick to your stick to your guns or stick to your core values. I don't know what exactly he said, but like, just keep doing what you're doing and don't do it for them. If that makes sense, not talking bad about China, but I really didn't fully comprehend what he meant. And then sure enough, you know, they have different pricing structures and want product made at certain costs and things like that. And one of the, we had an opportunity because we were getting really good relationships in China for America Labs was to run a weight gainer that was literally just all maltodextrin. You know, like just put this filler carbohydrate in there that's going to spike your insulin, but you don't have to list it as a sugar because of just some semantics in the, in the science, right? Um, and then just put some cheap protein in there and sell it to us for six bucks in a 10-pound bag. You know, we would make some money, uh, but it was just like, would we really be helping the people and our consumer by doing that? Um, and so we had multiple conversations about like, how are we going to create a weight gainer for America Labs for China uh, that made sense? And at the end of the day, we decided we couldn't. It was a big debate within the team. Like yeah. we were going back and forth for, for like weeks on it. And this was before we actually solidified any core value, like, like wrote yeah. them down, right? Like it was just... It was kind of like a business decision. You know, we, we, we kind of thought like, well, maybe we could do it and just sell it in China. But still, like, that's our brand. Those are our consumers that are using the product. Would we really be helping them towards their goals if we did that? Yeah. And the answer, you know, obviously ended up being no. Um, so I, I remember that one. That, that one was super clear to me. And that's why it kind of kind of worked. It's worked, worked its way into uh, an actual core value. You know, when you think about ethics over money, and then we, <clears throat> like Patrick said, we work against ourselves to say, well, you know, we're tripping ourselves up here because we say we don't talk about it, but we live it. The ethos or the ethic is, is really the standard. Every business has a standard by which they're driven in, right? It's either going to be money, and we go into business to make money, yeah. right? I mean, I'm, I'm a pastor, but i got to make money. Yeah. I mean, the, the scripture even allows me to earn a living out of the calling and the trade that God has given me, and he established that with the priest. So uh, to think that somebody's going to go into business just to do it for free, even not for profits, <laughs> still have a substructure where they make money, yeah. whether it's a government subsidy, whether it's a housing authority, whether it's a 
you know, I, I don't know, if we just came up with a not-for-profit, say we were going to, you know, have a baseball camp for every kid that wants to play baseball. Well, there's still a bottom line. There's a yeah. top line and a bottom line. So the ethic is the other side of it. It's, okay, we're in business to make money, but how will we make money? And how will money run us? But the thing that's so interesting about this company is that all of those core values are based out of an ethic, and that ethic is pretty consistent. Uh, the tough time that you have is when you get so set, like uh, collect the gold dust, that it becomes the primary right. one, and then you think you forget about creating community, or CODG, can't outdream God, or figure it out, or take ownership, or, or take risks. Or take like, risk. how do you collect the gold dust and take risks? Like, oh, they're yeah. they're kind of at odds. Yeah. It's a balance between. How do you all create community without taking a risk? I mean, right. you were talking. We were laughing about. Yet, yeah, you know, your pastor was involved. You don't know why he was involved. <laughs> now you're here. I'm involved, and so there's this. It's a risk. It's somebody that you don't know, but it's part of our community. And the more you get together, you figure it out. You take ownership, and so there's a lot of dynamics in that. And so that's that's what I love about the core values is that they're not islands unto themselves. Right. Uh, you can't live the crush it lifestyle without an ethic of discipline. You, you can't collect the gold dust without an ethic of understanding how to handle money without money handling you. you well, can't, so, go ahead. Well, so the one thing that was interesting about this example here was that we talked about it enough that we were, we talked about it enough that we could almost, and if you talk about anything enough, you can almost justify. And we were really justified. Well, you know, we, we really would be helping those people that want a cheaper, like to can't afford a more premium product, you know? And so like there is a demand out there. So we're just filling that demand that they're asking of us, but that undermines kind of like our principles in the way we view nutrition and supplementation. So it kind of goes against our own ethics. Not, not saying that creating a meal replacement with maltodextrin is, unethical, you know, like just period, but it goes against our <laughs> ethics that we have set for our company. You know, I think about, uh, and again, you guys know I'm a rev, so Bible's in my heart and my mind. Proverbs 22, one says, uh, a good name's rather to be chosen than great wealth. You got a good name, wealth will come along. Doors yeah. will open. Yeah. You, somebody trust your name, <clears throat> opportunities <throat> are there. Yeah. So at that point, <clears throat> the round, I call it the, 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 uh, the uh, curly Q tail conversation. At some point, we're going to say, okay, how's, the, how, you know, a pig has a curly Q tail. How is the tail going to define the pig or is the pig going to define the tail? And so I think it's at that moment that we decide, okay, how do we want to be known? In other businesses that I've been a part of or run or developed, I've always said it like this. Look, any monkey can give you a low price. I'm only going to apologize for my price once. I'm never going to apologize for my my material or my service. And that's what I always worked to separate me, whether it was in the recycling business, a gym business, a church. Anybody can give you a low price, right? So to say and even justify, I'm helping someone at a lower uh, lower economic level to have a reasonably good Meal replacement, you can justify that. But what happens when uh, that starts sacrificing our name all across the board? And then I go back and say, well, look, 
we may not be the cheapest supplement company on the in the market, but we'll only have to apologize for our price once. We're not going to apologize for what that supplement can do in your body. Right. And I think the other another good example of this was actually, you know, Pat, you brought this one up earlier. You know, we've been we're about to announce next week a really big uh, collaboration uh, that we've been working on. Which one you want? I don't know. Give me two claps in a row. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Woo! Um, so that's next week. Uh, which when are we getting this up? When are we putting this up? <laughs> do what? Is the camera? Hello, hello. Is the camera? Wait, hold on. He's thinking about his content <laughs> schedule. <laughs> <laughs> huh? huh? Yeah, goes up tomorrow. Great. That's awesome. So, ne so next week, he slammed with yeah, this collab. Yeah. Oh so next week, the collab goes up. Anyways, what I'm getting at is uh, that was a collab that we took on because we felt like it was very kind of on brand. Um, it relates to our CODG um, totally. uh, core value, uh, but it was also super authentic. And in this process, this will be our second official license collab. And uh, it, throughout this process, we've had a lot of opportunities to take on other collaborations, whereas some companies will take them on just because they can't. To get a, to get a license deal, it, it is not an easy task. It is, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of negotiation. It's a lot of risk. It's a lot of money. Um, and you're, you're, you have to sell your company to them. And you're matching your name with their name. Exactly. Which is, yeah. you work really hard for your name. Hope yeah. they hold up their exactly. The exactly. So it's like, it, it's a big deal. And so there have been some big names that I would say are respectable names in the, uh, the consumer packaged good arena, right? Like that, these are massive companies that wanted to collab with us and we turned them down. And it wasn't, it wasn't because uh, of anything bad about the company per se, but we felt that it just wasn't authentic. It didn't fit with the brand. Now, could it have made some good money for us? Could it have gotten some more exposure for us? Sure, 100%, because their exposure is much bigger than ours in gen for the general pop. Um, but we found that, like, the one that I'm thinking of in particular, I don't want to say the name, but it was a large... Uh, this is a large fruit company. fruit company essentially. Yeah. Um, there was nothing authentic that they could give us that could tie the two brands together. There was no there was no uh, authentic flavor system. There was no authentic IP or anything very specific that would make this product that we, we would do with their name on it as well different from a product that we could do ourselves. Right? We it was not a collaboration. Right, it was literally just us paying them. So they were just buying their name. followers, right. and uh, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it, you know, because like we have to be authentic, and you know, we feel that our followers and our consumers deserve authentic <coughs> stuff. And you know, we're not just going to sell out, you know, our name just to hopefully grab a couple new customers. It's just not going to happen. And so, I think that was another really good example of where this kind of came into play. Indirectly. Now we weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Like I didn't even think about an example until you mentioned it before this podcast. But like that, that's a huge one. Well, I think so. Like I view this. Um, in for the record, Patrick. Patrick's the only one who has this coin. Yeah. So I I view this as so ethics to me is making the right decision, doing the right thing. With I think we've talked about this today, but like some of those uh, those decisions come from what your gut that gut feel right like. Um, so in our building, um, 
like doing the right thing, kind of if it's sitting in your gut to kind of go this way or that way, just like, or just go with your gut, right, when you're kind of on the fence. And then it's ethics over money. And I, I see money in this term as kind of like success. So it's what decision are you making in a moment, um, whether you're, you're choosing the right decision for that might not lead you to um, short-term success, but it may be the right decision for uh, long-term gain, right? And so, like, I think about this in our retail stores all the time, right? Like, being a manager, making those right decisions, um, and I'll use this example. Our managers really struggle with the idea of not logging hours, right? So, like, I'm I'm doing my mayor activity, right? And so, I usually want to log that as time towards my hours, well, like we didn't have that kind of structure when I was coming up in the stores. So like my marrying was just constant, right? But I was making that decision to do the right thing to put to hope, well, to help my store grow with knowing it was the right thing and just having that gut feeling that it would lead to long-term success. And right, instead of having that short-term gain, like, oh, if I go out in the community today for an hour to two hours, I can log that and that's my short-term game, which is, you know, uh, the, the, the money that I'm getting paid for. Or, or making deposits. Right. Spen- spending 30, 30 minutes on the clock to make a five-minute deposit. No, no, no that's just deposit. part of what I need to do to, for my stores to succeed, <laughs> yeah. right? And so I, th- I think about it and try to break it down a little bit for me is like don't think about it in like in the actual money. But money's tied to this because it's success. But um, forthgoing that short-term success for like a longer-term game by making that, that ethical right decision. Carl, I see Carl's you. Carl's got like a book written. Carl's like, are you guys all done? It makes talking? me nervous. <laughs> Carl's all done talking. So, are we, so are we just gonna wrap this? All right, Carl, take it away. Let's wrap this up. Oh, I got a good, good combo. So, so I don't want to say the ingredient because I don't want to call anybody out. But so basically, we had an issue oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, with yeah. an ingredient in a product that we created, and yeah, um, uh, it didn't spec out. So again, ethics. I tell everybody when I meet them for the first time, when I, I love doing the demos and all this kind of stuff, that ultimately we did not create core for you. Uh, we created it for us. Uh, we love supplements. And we were into supplements before we owned supplements, uh, before we owned retail stores. And, and I remember one of the things when I first met Doug and, and we started you know uh, that relationship and we were talking about all the different pills that we were taking to create our own natural test boosters. And, and like... That, that was the fun in creating things. And so bottom line is that we created the products for us because we actually use them. So we do third-party testing because we don't want Core MRP just to be awesome back in 2005. We still use it to this very day, and we want it to be Core MRP the way we intended it. And, um, we do the lot testing. We do FDA-regulated manufacturing. We do FDA-regulated uh, warehousing. Um you know, he has a degree in biochemistry. So at a nerdy level, he didn't go to community college. I did nothing against community college. He went to Penn State, graduated valedictorian. So he is a nerd. And then he's also <laughs> a meathead. He is two-time world champion, drug-free, natural pro <laughs> bodybuilder. Uh, you know, so he he is the guy that can run the fastest in the world. And he created a shoe. He's the guy who can drive the fastest. And he literally designed every aspect of the car. So... The, eth- the ethics that drive this Boy, company. Man, Carl, can you wipe some man, of that off of him? Man, like, Carl. Yeah, it's good to have you back in town. <laughs> Look, yeah. So, <laughs> you get some of that lather oh, off of him so we can I'm see I'm blushing him. over here. So, so, what drives this company is yeah, it's like the ethics. That. I love it, you know. 
Because again, I tell them like at the end of our days, the legacy will be that we are the number one supplement company in the world because we live it every day and we've done it for a long period of time. We're not somebody who just said, hey, I can make some money in this industry. Let me do this and let me sell out in three months or three years, whatever, right? Like this is who we are. The ethics drive everything that we do so much and the average person wouldn't get it. Um, the average client wouldn't get that. And so this particular situation was it didn't spec out. And this is arguably one of the number one products we have. And we could have just rolled it out and no one would have known. I think, I think, I think ethics over money is also just, just do the right thing, right? It, it's just do the right thing. And it, I can think of it now that I'm sitting here thinking about this. There was a lot of times in like, I remember when there was uh, we've tried all sorts of ways to pay our staff at the stores, different incentive structures and all this. And at some point in time, somebody called us out. Like one of our employees who it was funny because that same day he called us out, he quit on the spot, which was <laughs> one of the most awkward situations ever. Um, he basically called us out for like, you haven't been paying us by section six, seven, four of the whatever and handed us a piece of paper in the middle of a manager's meeting. Like he could have just come to me and said, like, there's a law for like certain overtime on the third Thursday of every fourth year and you know, some <laughs> like thing. And I was like, huh, okay, well, you know, I will look into that. And if that is the law, we will, we will, we will, uh, we'll pay, we'll make, and we'll back pay everyone for whatever that was. And we will make it right. And <laughs> he ended up storming out, storming out, yell, he, he yelled at somebody. And, and I remember Trey was just, was like, he just said he was going to look into it. And he's like, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> just, that was Chuck's first meeting. It was Chuck's first meeting too. He's like, is this like normal? Like what happens? I think two yeah. people quit that day. Didn't I think they? they did. Two people quit that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was great. What a day. <laughs> that was great. Well, we just got better. Right. <laughs> Trim the fat. Yeah. Figuratively. So, and so anyways, but the idea is just doing the right things in all, in all the situations. Yeah. And if that was the right thing, that was the right thing. Or yep. whether it was, it was an over, I don't know what it was, an overtime thing or something like that. Or, and it's just like, do the right thing. And you know? sometimes you don't do the right thing at the beginning. Oh, totally. That's like, just do it, make it right. You don't know what you don't know until you don't know it anymore. Right. And you just are like, oh, okay. Or you consider it from a different vantage point, And then you come back and go, no, that's, we have been kind of cyclops in this. Yeah. You know, one, one monovision. That's a, that's a good perspective. And then you're able to come back and, and do that. And again, yep. it follows the rest of our of our core values. Just figure it out. Figure it out. Take right. ownership of it. You know, especially especially you know here, serving. Yeah, serving and <clears throat> again living that crush it lifestyle all the way through. And so, uh, I mean, that's the, the that's the tough thing. It's like what drives us. And so, uh, you know, this even goes back to what kind of people we hire. You know, I, I saw this meme the other day that. Uh, um, it was talking about work, and it was like, sorry, sorry, boss, I didn't know you were going to be here today. Otherwise, I would have been really working hard. <laughs> right? You know, and I'm just like, that's 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 life right now. It's just like, you know, let me uh, let me work hard. Well, that's a that's a a, a poor ethic. Over usually when they see me, they're like, well, I guess I'm not getting anything done today. Yeah, <laughs> they, got they had way the most more productive last week. week. They're like, can't you go on vacation all the time? Yeah. You get nothing done when you're here. That's because you're coming in and giving us five more plates to spend because <laughs> you've got a little bit of time to think of something new. <laughs> but that's the other thing about working for an entrepreneur. And I think this is where Pat, you know, because you have the coin, 
are those times where you press pause in the middle of the conference table and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold, hold on. Is this really what we want to do at this stage? Or is yeah, this and what we're setting a, ourselves up for? Part of me has a personal confliction in it sometimes. It's a work confliction. But because I'm on the sales side of things, you know, and I'm, I'm diving into the, the, the cost of goods a lot of our products and where can we get it to the lowest point to potentially reach, you know, a higher volume from an international customer or distribution customer. So sometimes I'm like, guys, can you stop making these $20 pre-workout so we can freaking, you know, get this account, you know? And so sometimes it's a juggle within myself. It's like, you know, um, it's ethics over money, but then sometimes I'm also trying to, you know, get ahead too, so we can, you know, grow the business. And sometimes I only see that short-term success by potentially making a cheaper product. It's not like it would, the product would still be within our, our values um, and who we are, but maybe not the entire kitchen sink at it. Just, a, just, you know, maybe a little yeah. bit less. Right. And so there's a part of this core value that's a finesse without the fault. You know, it's uh, we all get a high horse, a little self-righteous about certain things, right? You see, exactly. <laughs> you see it from your vantage point. You live it. I see it from the sales side. I see it from the nutrition corner. I see the whole thing. I see it from the community member. You know, you get a little uh, self-righteous about it, and it makes you blind. So then you have a tendency to finesse it. But be careful how you finesse the ethic, or there'll be a fall. And then we'll be no different than anybody else. And that's something I think that drives us constantly is don't be. It's not that we're saying we're better than you. It's just saying when it comes to who we are, we're going to be set apart. We're going to be different. Uh, and from the gym to our mayor activities to our demos to shirts, you know, the, 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 the swag that we put out, uh, I think it's it, it all's wrapped up into that. You know, I think about the – what do you call the shirts you developed for the nutrition corner? Uh, you have the mindset series and the Patriot series. The, the mindset series and the Patriot series. You know, I, I mean, you guys came into town. I hardly ever wear normal clothes anymore. I'm just like, I got to get some regular clothes. <laughs> I don't think I have any, <laughs> literally. You know, but it's because it's a reminder. It's almost like getting a tattoo of, of just reminder of like, what are my core values? What am I doing to remind myself of those things? And then being very, very careful of that edge that I'm not so self-righteous about something that I get blind to the fact that, hmm, um, I, I don't know how to adequately finesse this so that we can grow, we can get better, we can push ourselves, but we're still true to our core. When it comes to it, it's the long-term establishment rather than the short-term gain. You wrote that right here, Carl. Long term, short term. Good note. Carl, you want to take us out? Um, so basically, a, lo a lot of this uh, hits home with me. And growing up, my dad talked about a handshake. And your handshake should have value. And so little ethics displayed today and earned today come through in big ethic moments. Uh, and those big ethic moments are typically what are going to transcend and elevate you and your company to the next level. So ethics should drive everything that you're doing because your handshake should have the most value. You know, now that we've uh, wrapped this up and like, like talked about it, because this is a great value. We're keeping this one. You almost wanted to get rid of it. No. Like, so we decided uh, <laughs> if, if, and when we build this building behind us, when we move down there, that will be the time where we'll have a round table 
to keep vote to keep on or add new or modify any that we have so that we don't have to redo all the swag on the wall here and everywhere else until we move into the new spot. So uh, I like, vote we modify live passionately to play. I know he really play. wanted it just to be play. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is weird. All right, guys, we thanks did. for watching. Until next time, keep crushing it. <laughs>